guys. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the Apartment 7 Podcast. My name is Anna. I'm Miles. And we're having an existential crisis. Let's talk about that. Was that an intro? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Before we get into it, Miles, do you have any life updates? Anything you want to share? Oh my goodness. My life has been crazy the past couple weeks. Has it? As you might recall, we went to Cuba. I went to Cuba. We went to Cuba. I was with you. Oh, oh were you? We went to Cuba, and just earlier this week, the U.S. government changed how to get to Cuba. Not everybody can go to Cuba anymore. Right. You could go one day and then not go the next day. That's how quickly it changes. Yeah, but it's an adventure. Do you have any life updates? Anything crazy going on? Crazy? Anything mildly interesting going on? Guys, we have a basil plant growing in the kitchen, and it's getting really tall too big for its bridges and i want to replant it in like a bigger pot or something to see if it will keep growing i don't really know how basil works i could do simple research but if you know how basil works let me know because it's getting really tall and i want to encourage it to keep growing if i can because i'm really excited about it but i don't know what to do so let me know if you know thanks to all of our basil growing fans out there that let us know Um, we're really counting on you for this one do you have anything else? Just wedding planning. If you guys don't know, Miles and I are engaged. So I've been wedding planning, stuff like that, with my sister. It's been fun. It's been okay. <laughs> it's been enough. You probably want to be done planning. I don't know what everyone's talking about, like, with it being fun. <laughs> I don't really think <laughs> I'm a very, like, organized person, and I love planning things. But it's just not that fun. Well, I'm really thankful that you are doing a lot of the work on that. Let's talk the end of the world. Yes, the world is ending. So in May of 2019, an article came out, and more of a paper. Yeah, a report. Um, it was written by David Spratt and Ian Dunlop, and it's called The Existential Climate-Related Security Risk, A Scenario Approach. So it's a paper looking at the climate-related security risk through a scenario set 30 years into the future. It's saying that if we keep up with what we're doing now, um, what it will look like in 30 years. In 30 years will take us to 2050, and that's what the article talks about, is what the world very well could look like in 2050. Spoiler alert, it's not good. I highly recommend you look at the article and read through it yourself. It's not that long. I think it's like 11 pages, and it's not even like 11 full pages. Yeah, and like it is a, like a scientific report, but it is pretty easy for us regulars to read. The 2050 scenario kind of goes by like 10 year increments. 10 years from now, if we haven't made change by then, we'll realize that it's too late. There might be like a hothouse earth scenario, which means the global warming is now self-sustaining and there's absolutely no going back at that point. And then it's saying like by 2050, the sea levels rise by 25 meters or 35% of land and 55% of global population are exposed to long periods of the year of lethal heat condition beyond like the threshold of survivability. And um, it talks about like monsoons and wildfires, heat waves, droughts, floodings, intense dryness, food being unavailable and really expensive. Water being unavailable in large portions of the world. Right, drought. Oh, yeah, drought. (laughs) And like all of our nations being overwhelmed by everything and the 
our nation's relationships are stressed. So there'll be many like conflicts about resources and like possible nuclear war because of this. So that is, I was going to say it's not meant to scare you, but it is meant to scare you because that's a possible scenario of what 2050 could look like. They look at it from the worst case scenario just because there has been a lot of like underpredicting and downplaying of the severity of the climate change impact. And I mean, just think about it with you and like the people around you. It, it is a lot easier just to ignore it and to pretend like nothing's wrong. And it's really uncomfortable to talk about. Yeah, before we started this podcast, we were talking about this a little bit and it makes you think about how much how uncomfortable it is to actually think about the reality of what could happen in 40 years 50 years well it's 2019 i mean 30 years oh i my math is even bad too so 40 30 40 50 years the thing is is it's only 30 years so many of us unless something else happens like we will be alive i mean we are 24 25 right now so that would make us like 50 about 55 yeah it's just interesting to think about They were talking about, like, if scientists are self-censoring to avoid bringing up the unpleasant discussion, then, like, that doesn't really do us any good. Another thing that I thought was interesting was that there have been climate scientists who just kind of, like, admit that our doomsday future is coming and it's inevitable. So they just, like, end up stopping their research and spending time with like family and like moving to a safe place and stuff like that it's a weird way to have to think about life what you're doing with your life you're like i'm just gonna give up because i know the end is inevitable and i just want to enjoy my last days here that's kind of what those researchers are saying so this all sounds really scary but there are things that we can do there are things that we need to do it's not even that we can do it's we need to do these things and i feel like right now since the article is so new it's out there You know, maybe some people are brushing it off and just don't want to think about it because it's uncomfortable. On the other hand, there's people like me who read it and just immediately started having an existential crisis and thinking that we had to change our whole lifestyle and way of living to make sure we're contributing positively. Yeah, the climate change in a positive way. Like, ultimately, I think the report is really good. It's great. It's a really good approach at looking at climate change and kind of waking people up, so to speak, about the topic. But it doesn't do as much as talk about like what individual people can do to help prevent this. The one thing it says is basically that policymakers are going to ignore all of the things that the climate researchers are telling them. Well, that's what it predicts. Yeah. Yeah. So if policymakers don't ignore scientists and climate change i mean things could be totally different i guess in that aspect it is up to the individuals if we're we just need to vote for the people and vote for the people that are going to help make the change that's basically what that means but another thing we need to kind of all avoid is groupthink basically groupthink is when you just think the same thing as like the bigger group Kind of equivalent to just going with the flow okay. of what our society ends up doing or like what our country ends up doing about it. Like groupthink is just going along with whatever our president says or whatever policymakers say and just being like, yep, whatever, like they got it handled. Even if you have the individual thoughts, if you don't stand up for them, you're basically 
contributing to the group think and group think is bad group think only could be good is if the whole group and all the policymakers actually were working towards a positive goal sure but that's but like not the reality. but it's more likely that people are ignoring it and then that means you choose to ignore it just because of this whole group think concept and don't feel bad if you've done this before i've definitely done it you just kind of like go with the flow of what what's going on it's i mean easy. It, yeah it's easy it's harder and it takes your time to like think your own thoughts yeah, i think guess for yourself and make your own decisions and fight for your own decisions and thoughts that can be exhausting it's just it's harder than going with the flow yeah so that's another thing we just have to keep in mind as individuals like am i do i actually believe in what our government is doing and what the people around me are doing or am i just going along with it because it's easy yeah i never thought of that obviously the entire report is like a big deal and it makes it seem like there's nothing we can do as individuals but there are some things that we can do and should be doing that can help the situation a little a little bit at least as much as we can and we're not perfect but we do have experience in some of these things just because both miles and i are really passionate about like reducing plastic so we've already made some changes and then when i was researching some small things people can do to help some of those same items were on the list and i think we've realized that like through even those small things it makes you think about like the impact of everything that you do kind of in that same realm if you don't want to get Starbucks coffee cup, you're going to also be thinking about the impact of plastic bags. Or you're going to be thinking about the impact of plastic straws and other things like that. This is something I think everyone can do. Reduce food waste. Food waste accounts for 8% of all global emissions. And I think is the easiest one for us as people to do our part. What are like some of the um, more fun reusable items that we have like oh, fun oh yeah so like i can think of one so i have a cup it's called stojo basically it's a silicone coffee cup but it also comes with like a silicone straw so you can use it like with or without the straw and what's cool about it is it's collapsible so it's really easy to travel with or like put in your purse or backpack or whatever i only have one right now but i want to get a couple so I could like have one always in my car. I think right now my favorite thing we have are reusable Ziploc bag type things like little zipper bags or um, things like that because I always bring snacks to work and it's always nice to have something like that and have to th not have to throw away something or have like a little fun size bag of chips or something and just throw away the plastic after. I know you just got one for travel. That's called Stasher. Yeah, it's like a really heavy-duty silicone, I think, again. It works really good for travel, but it would also work really good for snacks or anything else you need to bring with you. I don't know. There are like a hundred things that we could list off that we've changed throughout the years. If people um, start switching to rooftop solar on their houses and businesses and stuff like that, it'll save 24.6 gigatons of CO2. A gigaton is more than six million blue whales in weight. So a gigaton is a lot of weight. I think one of the big things this year is we're not getting any plastic grocery bags. I know in some places they're banned or you have to pay for them, but where we live, it's very common for people to just get so many of them, just have them stashed away in their cupboards. 
Because people typically use it for garbage. We did before too. I think with a lot of things like that, it's a lot easier than you would think to replace the items that you were using before. And people are just like ignorant to it. And I think that it's just, some things are just so easy to make a change about. If you are interested in that kind of stuff, like more specifics on um, sustainable and natural products. Like things we would recommend. And like DIYs, let us know because we can get more into that. But I mean, we don't want to talk about it if you guys aren't interested in that kind of thing. But yeah, those are just a couple of things that we do. And there's literally a hundred of different things that you can do from driving your car less to turning off your electrical, electrical devices when you're not using them. Eating less meat. I think the key is just being mindful of what you're doing and having your own independent opinion about things and not just going with the flow and forgetting about climate change just because it's easy. Yeah, it's something that is happening. If you don't believe it, you are wrong. It is something that is affecting our world right now. There's there's no conspiracy about climate change. It is happening. One last resource that we both really love is the United Nations Carbon Offset Platform. So it's a website that you can go to and you basically calculate like your carbon footprint and then it basically gives you tips on how to reduce it as well as like kind of makes you more aware about what your carbon footprint actually is but then you can offset it by you know donating to certain organizations that that help to offset like the the global footprint so it'll say how i think it's in tons of co2 emissions and then it tells you how much money would cost to offset that and it's a lot less than you would think a lot of the projects have to do with solar or like hydro dams, stuff like that. Uh, power. Power in less developed countries. Um, I think one of them is about like a, a city bus that they're they're trying to make sure this whole city is using green energy for their buses. And it costs a lot less than you might think to reduce your impact. To do that, you can go to offset.climateneutralnow.org. So we hope by talking through the report, it's helpful to you and you're able to kind of think more about what you can do to reduce climate change. I mean, because we all can make small efforts and it all helps. Yeah, every little bit. I hope that we can give you a little bit of inspiration for what we do to try to do our part and maybe it'll inspire you to do something on your own. I feel like there's like a hundred things that we do and that we can be doing. We obviously didn't go through them all, but if that's something that you want to hear more about, we definitely have ideas. Yeah. If you have been doing anything to combat the climate change and to offset your own carbon footprint, we would love to hear what you're doing. Yeah, let us know on our Instagram. That'll be the end of our podcast. Hopefully we'll be back next time with a little less depressing topic. Yeah, we'll come back with a real good, good, positive, fun episode. We'll see you next time on the Apartments Home Podcast. Bye. Bye.